0: Oh, my watch says it's time to start. We are we're running. We're running late. That well, that sounds terrible when you say it that way. Time to start sounds better. <laughs> I'm late. Okay. We're in uh we're still in chapter 6. You guys know that, right? We're in uh we're actually uh at, at verse 13 or verse 14. I think I put 13. Uh, yeah, 13 sounds good to start with because we were we were ending on that. It seems like it's been years since we we were last here. Mm-hmm. It was two weeks ago, but <laughs> anyway.
1: Yeah, but we, it was really, really cool because we kind of kept doing Genesis anyway. <laughs> yeah, st- yeah, you can't get out of Genesis. Yeah. can't get out of
0: there. Yeah, you know, um, this coffee's really good. Did I say that? Yes. Mm-hmm. When when we uh when we started the Bible study at the store that first year, I think we said a cup of coffee and good theology.
2: Yeah.
0: That's that's how we that's we framed time it. Time. it. Okay. Well this is part of the study. <laughs> Well, <laughs> seven seven zero seven. We're just laid back here tonight. Eh? <laughs> oh. Okay, you came here to get I your money, spent, you didn't you? you? you yeah. it Zach back there has an interesting book that you not anybody can get. It's called Erasmus.
1: Luther discourse.
0: Yeah. And that's the other side of the bondage of the will. That's coming straight from Erasmus. Did you see that book back there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Zach's thinking about going over the other side.
1: Oh, no. Uh Ha-ha. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I'm about (laughs) an hour away from the
0: book. Congratulations. You have to turn that thing in. It's a library book. That book has been around since the uh, 1500s, I believe, wasn't it? Uh,
1: 1500s and up until the 1800s. Mm-hmm. the original Latin version of Erasmus's diatribe was still used.
0: Oh, you're Latin not reading Latin. that in Latin? Latin?
1: <laughs> no.
0: That's really weird. I'm looking at you here, and all I see is a great bit. You're, you're whited out.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's,
0: it's now 8 after, so we, we'll we get started. Hey, Okay, and I will just make up for that. We are going to go 70 miles an hour. Ready? We're dealing with judgment and grace tonight. Call it God's judgment in the ark, right? Uh, we're in the chapter that introduces the great flood judgment by God. And I think it's staggering when you really think about... You know, we've thought about the flood probably in our lives several times. Many, 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 many times. But when you think about it, God... Is the one who brought that flood on to the, all of its earth and its inhabitants. He, he destroyed them in one swift cataclysmic event. the The whole, the whole earth. I mean, in the in the fact that the water covered it all. Everybody was gone except the eight. And we know that God is the one who sent it. You know, He's the one responsible. Uh, he brought it on. Uh, of course, there are reasons why. Of course, it's. I think our first point there, a <laughs> reason for it. But can you think of a how many people there were swallowed up in this? We know there's more than thousands, and uh, there's definitely millions, and it's very possible there could have been billions of people. Uh, that sounds outrageous, but uh, knowing that people lived for hundreds of years, knowing that they could have had many children, and uh, even Noah had uh, had his two sons after he was 500 years old, uh, yeah, probably big families, and you know how exponential growth goes. Uh, You go back to 1850, the population of the world was 1 billion. I think by 1930, it was at 2 billion. By 1980, it was up to like 4 billion. And what is it now? 7 billion. Yeah, 7 billion. And that's going to be quicker and quicker. So, you know, who knows how many were there. You know, I I don't want to be uh, dogmatic about anything, but I'm telling you, there were a lot of people. And when when we're talking at least millions of people at that time, um, we have to be reminded that God could have taken them, taken all of them out. Of course, it's by His grace that uh, there was a family, and that's all part of his plan that He was going to work through. But this is this is how terrible man is. Uh, depraved, and God takes sin seriously. He has to bring on a judgment. And uh, so when we look at this, we see that man is evil, man is wicked, man is corrupt we see how sinful that he really is and say, he actually took out everybody? Yeah, he did. And and he's done things like that before. Even in the wilderness, I think, um, all the ones who were disobedient, which was really the nation of Israel, are the ones that were 20 years and older, he, they were laying strewn out all over the desert. All of them died out within that 40 years. Of course, you had the other generation then coming on in, except what? Joshua and Caleb? And so, uh, yeah, God does do that because he uh, is a holy God and he will bring judgment and destruction on people. Uh, and a lot of people can't imagine a God like this, that God would actually strike people dead, that he'd actually kill people, that he, that he could kill millions at a time. Uh, but yet he's done it, and when he literally wipes everybody off the face of the earth in a huge, immense number... You have to take it seriously. God designed this because of what man had done. Showed where he was at. Uh, But would our God do that? Yeah. This God of love? (laughs) Yeah. And you can see why people wouldn't like Genesis. It tells tells about man's sin in chapter 3. And it tells how man was corrupt by the time you get to chapter 6. He was evil continually all the time. uh, The nature of man after the result of sin anyway. Uh, and, and when people say, well, God is a loving God, he wouldn't do that. They don't really know, first of all, they don't know God, they don't know his holiness, but they don't know how sinful man really is. It's awfully easy to just kind of um, say, "Well, okay, man sins, but you know, not really realize how much that offends a holy God. Uh, how bad is man? You know, as far as his nature is concerned. We know his actions are bad. We see those all the time. How bad is his nature? Uh, that's, and that's the thing. They're, they're exposing that they do not know um, the holy God and uh, the terrible evil of man. So he has to demonstrate his wrath at times. And whenever he puts it on display, it's because he is a just God. It's not because he's unjust, but it is because he's a just God he puts it in, in 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 this sense in this chapter six and seven eight and a nine we see that really um, this is the biggest ever in the in the history of of man uh, of this kind of judgment as far as uh, numbers of people dreadfully wicked uh, the human nature must have been and still is to kill everybody except eight people and and yet we know that okay well couldn't he couldn't he have maybe saved a thousand or a couple thousand or so, you know, or maybe a few hundred.
1: That's the old, that's the old um, um, argument that he had about five more. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hello
3: fifty. Hello forty.
1: Hello thirty. But really, you know, I'm thinking. You keep saying what a loving guy. I think that it. I think that it does show his love. What if he hadn't done now?
0: What what kind of a position would this earth be judgment. on now, right? Yeah. The
1: judgment is part of God's love, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah his well, you know, his, his uh, he's a all of his attributes complement each other. They're not not divided. It's all it, it's all working together there. And uh, of course, we we see God's grace all right here in with this judgment. This is a judgment chapter, but yet. If you want to look at it on the other side, you see that, my, what a gracious God he is to keep the human race alive. He could have said, that's it. You're all out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're done. Hey
2: Dennis, yes? This study Bible has a real good section on original sin and total depravity.
0: That's and Sproul's study yeah, Bible there. Yeah, can yeah. I read
2: the first paragraph?
0: Go right ahead. How, I, how I think that would be timely.
2: How he describes sin. So I'm so anxious. So Do so it. it. He says, Scripture diagnoses sin as a universal deformity of human nature found at every point in every person. Both testaments describe sin as rebellion against God's rule, missing the mark God set for us to aim at, transgressing God's law, offending God's purity by defiling oneself and incurring guilt before God the judge. The moral deformity is dynamic. Sin is an energy of irrational, negative, and rebellious reaction to God. It is a spirit of fighting God in order to play God. The root of sin is pride and enmity against God. The spirit seen in Adam's first transgression, and sinful acts have always acts always have behind them thoughts and desires that one way or another expresses the willful opposition of the fallen heart to God's claims on our lives.
0: Willful opposition. I
1: like that. Defying God to play God. To
0: play yeah. God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that is that says a lot right there. And there's doesn't several
2: it? other paragraphs too, but that was. I
0: said it in a nutshell, yeah, and that kind of sums up man all throughout the Bible. As a matter of fact this is this is the pattern that we will see from Genesis through revelation. We'll see uh, of course, God in his great grace, and mercy, and his love, and then he, in his patience and in his mercy, he holds out judgment, he warns all that time, then he finally brings on the judgment that he said he's going to do. And then, at the same time, there are people who are granted grace, and you see that over and over and over and over um so you know he's not only just but he's a merciful God, and we know he granted Noah grace here he you know Noah was found favor uh, as far as God is concerned, and so the rest of his family did too, if we say two kinds of people right two kinds of people they're the ones who will be judged by God, and those who should be judged by God and they will be rescued from judgment by God. So uh, the second kind of people or the the first kind of people I guess you could say as far as I like to think of the first kind of people are the ones who are His the ones He's chosen Um, but um, we've been rescued from judgment by God. Think of Pilgrim's progress and um, you think of flee from the wrath to come you know Remember that? Flee from the wrath to come. Uh, The only way we can uh, flee is flee right to the cross and recognize we're, we're covered there. That's our ark in Christ. So the history of man has been moving forward towards an ultimate final judgment now don't you take my coffee no it's perfect it's just it's just right right now
1: <laughs> thank
0: you it's actually your coffee but
1: I, I claimed
0: I adopted it it's now in my family
1: <laughs>
0: and I don't even drink coffee much but I cheated it's you know you probably saw me put all that stuff in there all that... Yeah, I it's, don't... It's one of those, yeah. I'm not a real coffee drinker. I, I would embarrass Zach back there. Anyway, uh, along the way, there are people or sinners by God's grace and because of His purpose are being rescued. Ever, it's almost like what Spurgeon said. They're all headed on right down the train track, right down into destruction. But God has chosen certain ones to be in his family. And so as they're all, in, in one sense, going to judgment, God has already planned out which ones he's going to take out of that. There's always going to be a remnant. And that's that's the way it's been historically. Regardless of where one comes under theology, when you when you look at this, you can't deny the fact that God has, uh, has done that. He, he chooses out, delivers certain people from destruction, and even though they deserve the same punishment. We all deserve it. And some uh, don't get it, man. That <laughs> boy isn't that relief for uh, the ones who trusted. Hey, um, we need to uh, go to the Lord in prayer before we tackle this text. Lord, we thank you for this evening. Thank you for the day that you've given us, and uh, every day is precious. Every moment is precious, and uh, may we not waste it, uh, but that we can use it for your glory. Uh, you set us here in this time and this place. Uh, this this planet. And uh, Lord, we know we need your strength, we need your guidance, we need your grace each day uh, to be able to live this life. Uh, We're aliens, we are foreigners here, Uh, even though we're citizens, we truly are citizens of the kingdom representing you. And uh, as we uh, learn more of your ways, uh, we uh, thank you so much for your grace, and we also praise you that you are a God who is so loving and so just at the same time you will have to judge. And we take your word at face value. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
1: Now
0: we'll get to the uh, to the text here. Verse 13 says, Then God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence. Thanks. Because of them, and behold, I am about to destroy them with the earth.'" Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits. Its breadth, 50 cubits. And its height, 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and finish it to a cubit from the top and set the door of the ark in the side of it. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. Behold, I, even I, am bringing the flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life from under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, of the animals after their kind, of every creeping thing of the ground after its kind, two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. As for you, take for yourself some of all food which is edible, gather it to yourself. It shall be for food for you and for them." Thus Noah did, according to all that God had commanded him, so he did. You know who the star of the story of this is, right? God, right? Now to understand what this final judgment will be like, that's going to come in, you know, as we look to a final judgment, you can see kind of how that judgment was back then. We know that the next one's going to be with fire. This was done with the with water, but it kind of gives us a little picture here: a worldwide cataclysmic judgment that wipes out all of humanity except for those eight. And it's a preview of the final judgment of, of history. And Jesus even uh, talked about that, you know, as in the days of Noah, Matthew twenty four thirty seven. Uh, and and you'll notice that he uses the flood. In, in his quote here to show that, hey, this really was real. People doubt that today that it was a, a flood or a worldwide flood. But he uh, he talks about a destroying uh, of the earth in that sense. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be? That's he uses the illustration. He's he's done it before, and he did it in a cataclysmic event in a very big way, quite the judgment. And he says the way that it was going then, people were just living in their normal lives. There was uh, still yet there were warnings out. People didn't pay attention, and. Uh, Of course, we know we look to the Son of Man coming. You know, there was there was this first judgment. Well, here's the second one. Peter talked about it, Second Peter and uh, Chapter two and Chapter three, and that describes a future judgment. Uh, uh, You know, the universe will be uh, changed. It will uh, it'll be put on fire in a sense, uh, or a renewal of it. So there will be a a judgment uh, coming, and people need to know that. that has to be part of the, the gospel message. There is there is a judgment. Uh, we live here once, we die once, and then comes a the judgment. So as we've been learning, let's let's say, let's say uh, maybe a, a millennia and a half uh, of human history. The, this flood comes, destroys the human race, drowns them all. And it's a model for what's going to happen in the end. And now we're 4,500 years past that, past this flood. The judgment hasn't happened yet. Of course, Peter says, yeah, people will scoff and say, see, nothing's happened yet. It's been a long time since God did a a major judgment like that. We know he's done some other judgments. Of course, we think of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And we think of Egypt and the Passover where God destroyed the firstborn of all the Egyptians. All the firstborn. And that had to be a lot. And we're not just talking babies, we're talking about the firstborn. Regardless of their age, the firstborn were, were, were taken. But the Israelites did not lose their firstborn. Because they did what God said. And of course, you kill the lamb, put the blood over the doorpost, and that will be uh, the mark. Uh, and uh, of course, the death angel passed over, and so God kept them from judgment. And so it is with uh, his people. He will keep them from that final judgment uh, like this, in the sense that uh, we are, are citizens of the kingdom forever. Right? We'll never be destroyed and be sent to hell. Um, but this is a, a clear teaching of Genesis. There are people who reject the book of Genesis. They, they reject the first few chapters that we talked about, and there are a lot of Christians. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm amazed, but a lot of them reject this flood, or at least the worldwide flood a flood that went all over the earth. They like a local flood. And that seems a lot more kinder. What kind of God would allow His earth and all the people on it, if it's that many people, how could a God do that, right? So they what they do is they kind of clean up the Word of God for everybody and say so that didn't happen. You know, that's you're just. This is just a, a legend. It's a fable. It's didn't really happen this way. It's awful distasteful to talk about God just wiping everybody out. You know, you think of those tsunamis, and they wipe out how many people at a time? Sometimes thousands. You know, that's, that's pretty big numbers. That's huge. God's even in control of that, huh? One
2: hundred fifty
0: thousand in that big one a year ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, wow. You know. Size of uh, like almost like Springfield or something, just all in one time. But and God's in control of that too. Uh, but you know the lesson of the flood is that God's going to destroy all who rebel against Him, and it means eventually the whole human race—they're all going to be judged. But in that destruction, He's always going to save those who trust Him. So it's the sin of man that causes. This judgment, as we see here in, in verse 13. The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm about to destroy them with the earth. Um, of course, he's going to change the land. Things are going to be a lot different. Um, in John 5, it says there's going to come a, a great judgment, and there will be after that judgment a resurrection. It will be the resurrection of the just and the unjust. And, of course, you have a resurrection unto life and a resurrection unto damnation. God always distinguishes. And I think that's important for us because we have comfort. If we really buy this idea that there is a judgment and it is serious and God will do what He says, then isn't it nice to know, even though we know this, isn't it nice to know we're okay?
1: <laughs>
0: you know, we, we're we not going to be judged. That wrath has been done at the cross. So, the story of redemption, which is, you know, you think of the story of human history, judgment, mercy, or wrath and grace, or destruction and preservation. That's human history. And uh, for the one who believes in God, you can make a claim on that great promise. Uh, that's, uh, it's found in 91.7 of Psalms. It says this, A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand may fall at your right hand, but it will not come near you. People can be falling you know he says that there's going to be judgment destruction on them, but as far as you're concerned no so those who uh, belong to the Lord uh you won't be dropping under the fury of God's wrath um, verses well the first three verses of chapter six uh, we see what's happening there, the daughters of men taking wives and you have the nephilim and then in verse uh um, Verse 5, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And, of course, the Lord was sorry. He was grieved about that. Uh, Verse 12, God looked on the earth. Behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. And I like what God says in Amos. You have the book of Daniel, Hosea, then Amos. I don't turn to Amos too often. But um, there definitely is a judgment section in there. <coughs> Amos. What's
1: that? Joel is after. Yeah.
0: Joel. Um, Amos two. He said, what do you see, Amos? And I said, uh, a basket of... Summer fruit, and then the Lord said to me, "The end has come for my people Israel. I will spare them no longer." Now This is talking about a uh, there are visions here that Amos has, and uh, this is the of the summer fruit. But it, it's it, there. It is. It's it's time to judge Israel, and there there comes that time when God will give a warning and give people a chance, but then it finally is there, and He says, "That's it. It's fixed." it's going to happen, Israel's going to be judged. And of course, uh, you look back in history, and you can say, yeah, that that happened. Um, In our Genesis passage, he tells Noah in verse 13 about his um, holy outrage that he's going to have on mankind's wickedness and rebellion and violence, and he's saying, that's it. This is going to happen. This is what is going to happen. And so he prepares Noah with this statement to understand why the judgment will come. Now, Noah's hearing this. You can imagine him hearing it the first time. Do you see Noah saying, but, but God, you can't do that. You know, There must be 50 people righteous. Four... He <laughs> could have done the Abraham thing. You don't see any of that. It's not recorded here. You know, I mean, he could have said it, but uh, there's nothing here in chapter 6, 7, chapter 8... You don't see a Noah talking at all. What you do is you see God talking here. God's in charge of this thing. He's the one calling the shots. Noah doesn't have to ask. Noah doesn't have to say anything. God says the end of all flesh has come before me because the earth is filled with violence because of them. It's a violent world. It's a world that God is determined to destroy and the only response that Noah has here is to do exactly what God tells him to do. (laughs) <laughs> that's what he does God tells him some of these things probably sounded almost impossible and you know building building this ark and getting that done get, get, get. well God oh, sends them
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. And he know that. yeah eventually God
0: just brings them up there doesn't he when it's time <laughs> it's amazing he, he, and he just I like verse 22 thus Noah did yep. according to all that God had commanded him so he did that's remarkable it's mean, that really tremendous you know a lot of times we'd say oh boy God I, I know, you know I, I believe in a sovereign God but
1: Ain't doing that. What are you well, doing? Leave me you just try to do this for yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's my
0: idea. My are you sure you didn't do that? <laughs> I
1: think
0: that works. Where did Noah wind up at? The Hall of Faith. Yeah. Hebrews 11. By God's grace. Now, how is God going to protect Noah and his family in this, like like a Holocaust? Well, the answer is found in the text before us. It's all right here. We already know it. So to us, we go, well, I, yeah, we knew that. But it's a real historical account. And this, this is not just symbols, and, and we're not just spiritualizing this. We have a book here of real people and a real God who's speaking to, uh, to Noah here. And it's, it's a great picture of who God is and uh, in the midst of judgment and how he rescues his own. I I see salvation in this chapter. Really, I mean, when it's ultimately, that's really what I say. Like. And don't you see the chosen ones here? Don't you see justification? It wasn't because Noah was on his own any better than anybody else. He could have been taken out too. But uh, God especially graced him and uh, God does that. And uh, this is definitely him. Uh, the only time you really see Noah, or whenever he first speaks, is a is a curse on his own grandson Canaan. <laughs> if you know that story, and if you don't, we'll get there later, or you can read it tonight. <laughs> um, but this is all about God. It's all about an Almighty, Holy God acting, judging. It's about a sovereign purpose, uh, using sovereign grace. And he does every, and then we see one who is, has been graced by God and one who is a true believer does what God commands him to do. And they give evidence that they have righteousness, that they have faith, which has been granted to to God. And so they they show that and put it on display. He shows that there has been a transformation of his heart. Uh, So he says in verse 14, make for yourself an ark. And uh, it really means, hey, build a box. <laughs> this thing is, is a box. It's not a boat. It's, it's not a bo- It's not a boat to get out there and uh, do a little bit of um, um, Sunday afternoon vacationing, you know <laughs> uh, to do a little bit of s- speed uh, speed boating around or maybe a little bit of skiing. Uh, this boat's not going to do that. It's not shaped like a boat. It's not shaped like a ship. It wasn't designed to sail. Uh, wasn't designed to be propelled in any way. I mean, it's out there to what? Just to float. That's really what it was meant for. And, uh, so, and that's, that God designed it to be perfect that way. No oars with this thing. Just get in the boat and don't worry about it. I'll take you through this thing. Get in the box. Right, and the, the important that it wouldn't
1: tip over. Somebody has said impossible, almost
0: impossible right. to tip over. It, Henry. It, if it
2: was a ship, it could tip over. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's uh-huh. the
2: dimensions of a modern battleship is how I heard it described. Yeah. You guys it's heard that. big and it's it. very flat. Yeah, yeah.
0: Very flat. Um. Very, yeah, very even.
3: Um. Well, really, it's true, right, that we don't, I mean, we're not really given the specs of it too much. I mean, we've got ready measurements, but it could look like I mean God could have given him much more instruction.
0: Yeah, it's it's very simple of how what what he gives and that's you know Well we have I mean he could yeah. have
3: more. I'm still looking right. for that gopher wood still looking
0: we don't even know what the gopher wood is, do we
3: yeah. I imagine God. I imagine no one said no. How long, God? Tell me that one more time. I'm going to write
0: it down. <laughs> <laughs> Would <you>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he impressed a, a, a mental picture there or something, right? Yeah. Uh, it's remarkable. I mean, he's never done anything like this. Um, what's your skill set? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never,
0: I've never done that. I don't, I, I don't, I don't have that. Oh. Uh, that was automatic
1: writing uh, building, right? <laughs> <coughs> yeah. They've never, they've never yeah, especially you know about <laughs> what we do with this? <laughs>
0: and, uh wow. there's one other time when you see the same word mentioned for this and it's an Exodus. And it happens to be with another pretty interesting man by the name of Noah, who was a baby. And he was put Moses. in a... Moses. Moses.
1: What did I say? He said Noah. Noah. Oh. <laughs> I was... Noah, Moses, what's the difference?
0: <laughs> so, thank you guys for catching me on that. You never know. Uh, Noah was God's instrument. To all of humanity. And then Moses, did I get that name right? Was God's instrument really for the nation of Israel, wasn't he? As he put them in their respective arks. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, he says, Make the ark with rooms, <sighs> covered inside and out with pitch, uh, rooms. Uh, I want to make rooms in there or compartments, uh, apartments. I want to make a, a bunch of them, and they're going to be on a series of decks, with a you know, three decks, right? As you see in I think verse sixteen, and then you have this substance, this this pitch. Um, in, in the Hebrew, it's related to the word kind of like smear. So whatever you smear or caulk caulk in there, you know, that's what you're going to use to caulk this thing up. Much, this smear, this smear, um, this this pitch. Huh? How,
1: much, how many resources? I mean, do you do that kind of stuff like that? This thing is huge. I mean,
0: they didn't
2: have, like, paper. I mean, you know, they said just like, a rag and start slopping it on. Or whatever. <laughs> Imagination starts kicking in, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like a right. thing with <laughs> bare hands. And how did you didn't have a lot of health 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 you you health 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 health. power <laughs> tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the electric thing wasn't
1: working too well. Right. <coughs> yeah, that was or maybe it was. Let's maybe see. they did have some form of electricity. Maybe they did have power tools. It's mm. <laughs> 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 so a year. Wow. I mean yeah, had a lot of time to even dig it there, didn't to, to do that? I mean these weren't
0: you didn't go down to the local lumber yard and make a deal. you had to cut those trees down. Yeah. And of course most of us would have waited
1: until year hundred and nineteen <laughs> to start building, yeah. <laughs>
0: <that. laughs> well it has to be like oh say what's what's the uh, the dimensions you said three hundred cubits by fifty cubits by thirty cubits. Well um, there are different measurements, but they're not that far off, so you can kind of get an idea what it's going to be. Uh, to a lot of people, a cubit would been from like what my elbow would be to right here, maybe like 18 inches. Now that's a big difference. Now that's one. <laughs>
1: that's not 18 inches. <laughs> <Well, laughs>
0: that's, that's a good point there, okay. That is
1: a foot. That's a, that's a foot and an inch. Right?
0: Yeah, but this isn't. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say we'll say something that, that whatever eighteen From inches. 18 is. You you gotta you yeah. gotta extend your fingers out a little bit there, wider. like that. And it could go on all the way up to twenty four <laughs> inches, twenty five inches. Uh, but even at that, we can say, well, we can kind of get an idea what it would be. It's going to be something like four hundred and fifty feet somewhere. It's going to be longer than a football field. You know, uh, it's going to be 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. That's an idea, because uh, there are different ideas of the cubit, but they're not that far off. Um, it, it, it's 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 flat. You know, it's it's, it's it, you're not going to have like a huge massive, ocean going ships. You know, like where they have this, uh, what is it, on the bottom? You know, you're you're like this, or uh, matter of fact, if you've got a flat. Um, instance, or or like a rectangle, you're going to save more room. Um, They're going to need quite a bit of room, but I think they had plenty of room for everything. You know, there hasn't, as far as uh, history is concerned, recorded history, there was never anything like in a boat size that was anywhere close to this until the 19th century where they started building ships that were, um, you know, relatively huge. Uh, Henry Morris, he was an engineer and a scientist he concluded that the ark would have had to have been turned completely vertical before it could have been tipped over. You know, Stand we're saying this thing's going to be impossible for it to be tipped over in, in these kind of floods. Yeah.
3: Why are, why are you where are you getting this box? Because that hasn't been my understanding. So
0: I think well, every every one that I've probably ever seen, and from the commentaries. If you take if you take like the 400 and let's say take it and put it by feet 450 feet what do we have here you've got the breadth uh no um breadth 50 cubits the height 30 cubits uh where's the other one at 300 cubits the length of it is 300 cubits breadth 50 so you got 300 by 50 right we know how high it is
3: Right couldn't it so, be that it was to be in the middle? Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking this, uh, when we did the answers in Genesis thing museum they have they have scientists that you know have tried to replicate these things and, well, they're building one right now, right, so yeah. this, and it's gonna look like a ship, not a box
0: um is it flat though I mean no, do they it looks like a ship like a ship like what with said, a like yeah, rather a a box ship would be. wouldn't be quite a
2: sea it yeah. would be too.
3: Yeah, you know, it I was, mean, not that they're not just trying word. Of course, I'm just. I do I like the idea of was, that going
1: down like that, sort little sewer <laughs> thing going. <down. laughs> I thought maybe you were
3: saying that you were seeing that in the word arc. arc. So that's why I was asking. But I mean, it, the, the the dimensions alone could be. I'm not saying the dimensions are wrong. It could be that wide at the oh, widest okay. point. Yeah. That uh-huh. long and that tall. Like that's probably how you would still measure a ship today. If you said how wide it was, you would measure right. its right. widest point. Um, plus, it, if it hadn't rained, like that's kind of a not sure. But if it hadn't rained, um, there was the water; the oceans were still present, so it doesn't. I mean, they could have been aware of shipbuilding if there were rivers and oceans. It just could have been not rain, you know. So, uh, just some just a thought. I know like, reading
0: MacArthur's commentary, he mentioned that. I haven't seen that too often, but he mentioned that. There were probably shipbuilders at the time that uh, there could have been ships around, so it wouldn't have been uh, maybe that uncommon as far as bodies of water. I don't mean really to make it we sound don't know. important. We yeah.
3: not know. Really,
0: but no. I thought maybe you were getting that from the
3: the word ark. No, not
0: that. No, huh? It. All that can mean is is at best a box. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're looking at it, but we're not. You know it was different than any other kind if they had ships or boats or boats that we're familiar with today, it would have probably taken on a different you know look in that or it's it's huge <laughs> it, we can say that this yeah, this thing is just humongous. there's all sorts of different pictures have come out. I can say that and and I don't have the documentation to it, but looking at boyce's book it, uh, the different amount of people over the course of time who have been at Mount Ararat and there's only certain times you can see this but where people have said and I'm not purporting that we know for sure, but we're talking many times. We're not just talking about a couple of goofballs that, you know, we've got a story going, but there, there have been documented evidences that go back to not only the 1800s, but way back before that uh, written down. And, and it's all in this particular place where they've seen it, all the way up to the time period where uh, people have um, had helicopters, only thing is, you, you can't take a helicopter up there at a certain time of the year because of uh, the, well, the elevation along with ice and, and temperatures and such. All sorts of different things. that, And people never get a really good picture of it, but people drew pictures of what they saw sticking out of what looked like ice. You guys have heard these stories. Don't want to press it. You know, we don't know. You know, but... Uh, and, and Boyce didn't either, but it was—I didn't know there were that many people who've reported these sightings, and for whatever it's worth. But Ark means
1: chest, doesn't it? Chest isn't that actually because you think of the Ark of the holy of the just. Well,
0: not, but it's not related to that word. It, uh, believe it or not, I know a lot of you are probably thinking, "Well, it's probably that same word," and, and it's not that, though. Yeah. Uh, is that what you're going to answer? No, no. I was
2: just to say I. In reading these study notes, they make a lot of comparisons and contrasts with the Gilgamesh epic. The what? Gilgamesh epic. Okay. So I'm reading that right now. And the boat they had in there was a 180-foot cube, 180 by 180 by 180. But they said it wasn't very seaworthy at all. And it...
0: Which Is it's like a cube? This is the last. second time I've heard that. You know who else had a story of a cube? Who? The Babylonians ah. of the flood, you know, of their flood.
2: But area-wise, or volume-wise, it was bigger than the ark. Mm-hmm. But the 180 <laughs> cubic feet huh. is <laughs> bigger than, volume-wise, than <laughs> the ark ah. So it had more volume, but it wasn't
0: the sea Could it float?
2: Not very well no, I mean, <laughs> it, it could talk very
0: yeah I can imagine i'm I'm yeah. trying to, to imagine something a cube and that, long, uh, who was it I was reading Morris or something, and he was he was mentioning I can't remember who it was, but anyway, they said, yeah but uh, because of that, it says, uh, can you imagine how uh, that would do, and these kind of waters uh, windows it's got windows. No rudders on here. I guess the Lord is the the rudder, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, they're going on a cruise. These people are going on a cruise with no, no ports that they're, they're going to land on. They're just going to be out there cruising along for 371 days. Now, some of you wouldn't mind going on a cruise for 371 days, but uh, not in a barn. <laughs> of course, that's what we have with all these animals. There's some relief. The relief is the fact that you, you do have ventilation here. I don't know exactly what they did. It rained for 40 days, 40 nights. Uh, someone mentioned that as they had that ventilation, they didn't, we wouldn't necessarily mean that they had glass windows like we would think of today. But, um, you know, you've got this probably some kind of uh, situation where the rain hits and, and falls off and goes off. And then you would have the probably, you know, we're imagining a lot of this, but then you'd have these, uh, uh, however long the boat is, you're going to have ventilation all the way up at the top. I think it'd be critical to have ventilation, but um, all the way around and under, maybe under the overhang, possibly something like that, covered with some kind of material during during that rain, and then they that gives them light. so
2: wouldn't and out those
0: windows. So what do we do there? I can't
2: imagine.
0: Whatever. <laughs> hey I've got a question somebody else presented this I never thought of it there are certain animals that hibernate during the winter you know like bears and other big animals don't they hibernate and when they do that they don't they don't really eat they don't really go to the bathroom or anything do they somebody suggested maybe something like that could have been that God put them into a hibernation I never thought of that that's Pretty neat
1: on oh. um. So the food sources and everything, we have to be closed so, I mean, so, 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 yeah, It's to have all those creatures there, and then the humans, their resources, are their food, and it's like, so they start dealing with the waste issue. I mean, where's everything? Yeah. <laughs> where was everything, I and mean, yeah. where'd everything go? It's kind of where you kind of end up in this, like, going. Because you're not saying this couldn't happen because it's impossible. And because did you said bring the food well how do you you know how do you bring enough food for how long you know because so of just kind of baffling to sit there and kind of go
0: well when you have good size um okay we'll, we'll take it this way now the uh Almost all commentators, uh, the ones I read pretty well agree to this.
1: Like, I mean, they didn't have manufacturers right. like we did. We didn't you know, like so they said, we did so, what well, we go head up to Sam's? You know, we'd stockpile stuff like you know what I'm saying, what you would do. They didn't
2: have a refrigerator either.
1: If they're building if you sitting there for a hundred some years building this boat, who was taking care of the fields and the resources to get I mean there's Lot than just one man can do, or even eight people could do. Well,
0: and and by the way, when when Noah built that ark, sometimes I think we have it in our own minds, and I've had it in my mind a lot too. That yeah, he had 120 years, so he built this by himself. Well, first of all, we know he has right. he has sons, right. but couldn't he have? When you build things, you know, I like my house. I can say, yeah, we we got our house new. I built the house. I didn't build that house, right. but people will say I built the house.
1: Right. And you don't have to believe there's gonna be a flood to build boats. You know. Yeah. I mean the people that were there could have helped build it just to get paid or whatever. I like, come up with all the resources for food and just <laughs> put out <laughs> there. <decide. Yeah. laughs> just, just, just it out things things yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you were saying, probably a little more instruction when you look at what you said, also take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up. I'm thinking he gave a little more instruction than that. No. I'm thinking, you know, like you're you saying well how much do you take and you know, how much is for the, way the way animals, animals and how much is for the and people and I, I think, think that's an important thing to keep in
3: mind throughout the whole scripture is that what's preserved is for for posterity, for everybody. And that we don't have a transcript of every dialogue. Exactly. You know, right. like when when God comes and talks to Abraham in the tent, we get five minutes of conversation, but they have, he waited for them to slaughter animals, make dinner. And so we were conversing, and we don't have that. You know, we get what we need to know. Um, but also, I was going to say that Abraham had, I just had a check, over- he had 318 men in his household of fighting age that he took to go rescue righteous Lot, so to speak. So I'm sure uh, God yeah. blessed Noah like he did Abraham, probably. So Noah probably had a massive plantation, so to speak, of of, of people.
0: probably has a lot of helpers.
1: Yeah. And helpers are going, so what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> well, he could. I don't know. But... <laughs> I don't, I'm sure he,
3: right.
0: preached, he preached righteousness yeah, to everybody. You know. I'm, I'm,
3: for some reason, these, have never, these issues have never bothered me. i just think I, I believe with all my heart that God is going to make the lion lay next to the lamb at the end. Sure, yeah. So why can't he do it today? Yeah. I don't care. I mean, I care. I want to know what the Bible says. Yeah. But, but it's like, yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to ask him maybe in glory, Hey, how did you fit all those things together? I want to <laughs> well you know, and,
0: and what gets me, though, is that when you have Christians doubting this whole thing, that there was even a worldwide flood you know, or this couldn't happen, and we go, well, why can't it? God can do anything that he wants. If he wanted a miraculously to do it, but he usually does it in a natural way, which I, I believe very much so. I think all most of this is a, a just a natural way of doing it, but um, the capacity of that arc was tremendous, and, and this is from a lot of different people. So, you know, they say, and this is what they've done with, with math numbers here, this is equal to something like 522 train the, the box cars, you know, that they have, uh, that are on. The, you can imagine the train tracks and 522 of those cars going by. You'd be sitting there forever, you know.
1: Well, I sat down on that train this morning. <laughs> oh, okay, you saw that one, right? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that <laughs> and,
2: yeah. Was when it said, you know, he brought the, the flood upon the whole world. Was the, is there a possibility that the world as they knew it back then is not as large as the world? I mean, they didn't know about. All the other continents and all the whole rest of the world, wasn't it? Pretty much centers right there, and that was the whole world to them. Well, we now know it's the. Mm, well, that's true. It was all, I guess, we believe yeah, it's, it was all one. Of course, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's yeah. been with, he the same way that he's going
1: to take people, you know, before uh, all bad things happen, so. Why couldn't he be taken some people that way before the flood and kept Noah and his family there because he wanted the earth to go on? I mean couldn't he be taken some rich people before that what I'm saying uh, if they' during that hundred and twenty nine years I mean you know I you said there could have been a billion couldn't cool. have he done what's supposed to happen. The rapture. But he comes right. back this time, you know. Take them and then just have love. The
0: only one that we see is like uh, Enoch. You know, Enoch was taken on up. Uh, but the, they, the righteous people, uh, they they died out all the way up. To, like you think of Methuselah, God uh, took him finally after what 969 years. Uh, he just let them naturally die on out. During that
1: period of time before the flood. That maybe a lot of the you know, righteous people, for one reason or another, died
0: out before the flood, and he just kept them. Well, yeah. that's what I was yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah, and then then all you had then Noah and and his family, and so yeah, it wasn't the righteous people that that was taken out there. I think he, you know when you when you think of uh, Methuselah and it's point to that, and, and it became, became less and less of those righteous people. You had the righteous line, mm-hmm. but there were only so many through that. Yeah, yeah.
2: The die, the year the flood, is that what in the year of the flood, in the year of the flood okay. before
0: that before it, before it happened I mean that's the way that uh, many interpret that um, okay, you have five hundred and twenty two box cars, right Someone figured out, okay, how can you have all those animals in there right and, and, and people are naturally thinking that you're going to bring in all the the great big animals you think of the giraffes and you know all the huge animals. And there aren't that many of them that are really big. You know, hippopotamuses, we, we can think of that. But think about all the huge animals there are. There aren't a lot. And finally, when you start looking at it, let's take them down, and, and they're really going to be less than the size of a sheep. If you average all the little little animals, and of course the creeping things and all that, but, um, you know, mice and rats and rabbits, all the rodents, that kind of thing, Now you're you're getting into pretty small animals, aren't you? There are many more smaller animals than the bigger animals. And by the way, why do they have to come in as adults? Why couldn't they be very young coming in, male and female?
2: Were not that many animals? Because wasn't
0: that... I mean, there were dinosaurs then, wasn't there? um, Well, according to Job, if you read it in that way...
2: uh, so maybe there weren't all the mice and the rats and the rabbits and the squirrels and everything well, some of are done, yeah. that we mm-hmm. think of.
0: Well, uh, what, what's that? Well, I was just saying some of
2: these things, some animals that we see today actually belong to the same kind, like dogs. I don't know how many right. the breeds there are now. Oh, they It yeah. could have come from just a one or two kind
0: to begin with. Exactly, and that, and that narrows it down. Um, they figured this out, that you could have 240 sheep in one railroad car, okay? Okay, got 240, and if, and if most animals are going to be smaller, a little bit smaller than just just a sheep, you'd have a total of 125,000 animals in these 522 box cars, okay? Sheep, going to be bigger, but we're, we're just giving that to them. You can think of the, the full-blown giraffes and everything, right? Full-grown hippos and the elephants, but sheep are going to be larger than the average. So you had at least room enough for 125,000 different animals or what kinds, right? Okay. So to give you uh, an idea of this capacity, let's say, I think they say today they estimate it to be 18,000 species of animals. 18,000. Okay. Now, double that, For extinction. Let's say that many have been extinct since then. So how many animals does that give us? 18 times 2 is what? 36,000. Alright, then you have two of each kind. What's that take us up to? 72,000, right? Okay, we're we're still saying you'd have a total of 125,000 animals or the the sheep in those cars. Now we've gotten it up to 72,000. Well, let's say, let's add a few more, let's take it to 75,000 because there are going to be clean animals that you're going to have five more of of each. There aren't that many clean animals, right? The clean animals, you think of sacrifice and what have you, they were bringing in seven of those, right? So, you five. so now we've taken up, let's say, 75, let's say 80,000. But in those boxed cars, 522 of them, like train box cars, which would be equal to the space in, in that arc, just estimating here, 125,000 animals you could get in there, versus, and we're trying to blow this number up as much as we can, and we can't even get it past 80,000. So that leaves us another forty, forty-five thousand 45,000 animals that could have gotten in there.
1: We're just estimating a lot. There's plenty of room. Yeah, yeah. And you
0: have rooms. You can imagine you could have a room for each different kind of animal, you know, their own. And and there's plenty of uh, room in this. The reason I do this, and who knows what all this means... But God made it large enough to get everything in there and to have all the room that they needed, without a doubt. So just taking by the world, and somebody says, well, there's no way you can get all those animals in there. That's ridiculous. And you can say, let's think logically here. What's wrong with that? Why? And and we've just proven uh, that there was plenty of room. There's
2: 985,050 cubic feet in that ark. So...
0: Got that? Got that mind click? No, I,
2: I did the math on okay. paper. <laughs> so that's almost a million.
0: So how much did you say? Yeah. Nine hundred eighty-five
2: thousand
0: and fifty. Well, somebody else almost had uh, just about that, just about that same total there. So yeah, right, right at it. Yeah, that's right. pretty and good.
2: times Four hundred fifty-seven thousand
0: four hundred. Oh, how many cubic feet? Did you figure that one up? Well
1: <laughs> that is
0: That's the same cubic feet. No. That is cubic feet. Okay. That's cubic feet? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. They they said the total volume there was one point five million cubic feet. So we're pretty close.
2: <laughs> See,
0: we're just we're we're taking this and we're showing and plenty of room as
2: opposed to the cube in Gilgamesh, which is three million. Yeah. Whoa, in
0: that's in that cube, right? <laughs> Square of a top shaft. <laughs> Well, guys, we're done for the night.